Hi, this is Dr. David Moffat, the coach, consultant, and owner of The Ultimate Patient Experience, and you are listening to hashtag POD Podcasts of Dentistry with Dr. Panks. This podcast is sponsored by Rocketbook at podcastofdentistry.com slash rocketbook. I hate wasting paper, and if I could, I would not use pen and paper at all. But I love the feeling of writing with a pen and a nice paper. Somehow, I feel connected to it. But I always hated the fact that I cannot bring my ideas to the digital world. Now, Rocketbook is the exact amalgamation of both the physical and the virtual world. Here's how it works. You can draw or write on the Rocketbook. Take a picture with the Rocketbook app and magically it cleans the picture and sends it to Google Drive, Evernote, Dropbox, OneDrive, OneNote, Slack, Box, iMessage, or even classic email. Just configure the symbol once. That's it. Everything goes to where you choose it to go. When done, you can use a moist paper towel and you can erase it only to be used again. Simply saving paper. Head over to podcastofdentistry.com slash rocketbook. Welcome to Hashtag POD, Podcast of Dentistry. I'm your host, Dr. Pang Stingra. This podcast is an attempt to learn, adapt, change the mindset of dentists and the community, to excel and to become the very best version of yourself. Today, we'll be talking about the dreaded taxes. They are around the corner and I have interviewed two dental CPAs, Session 7 and Session 8. Session 7 is with Mr. Bilal Mahana, who is a dental CPA. And Session 8 will be with Mr. Craig Cody. Now, with Mr. Mahana, who can be uh, found on dentalintelcpa.com, must not be confused with dentalintelligence.com. They are two separate. Uh, well, Mr. Mahana talks about his initial journey of entrepreneurship. He shares his initial story of starting Bliss, a brand of vaping products. People usually share their successes. Most don't share their failures. This is a story when he opens up with what he learned through his journey of failure. Later, he shares about his experience in one of the largest CPA firms in the world, how his experience in those big corporations he was able to implement his belief of ownership is the best. He resonates with Dr. Kaner Shaw as in session number two at podcastofdentistry.com slash session two or podcastofdentistry.com slash Kaner, K-I-A-N-O-R. He explains why an associate would need a dental CPA and how Mr. Bilal's experience can help an associate be successful in his future goals and planning. The planning is highly recommended by Mr. Cody, another dental CPA, about whom you'll hear in session number 8. Mr. Mahana also answers some of the Facebook community questions like what makes a CPA a dental CPA? What are the easiest and the best ways to get the maximum deductions as an employer? He believes that dental CPA is just like a coach who would, with data, almost with certainty can guide you to your goals. He tries to explain what working with his tax firm 
can do better than the regular or even corporation-owned CPA companies like Kane Waters. He even explains with examples how could you almost reduce down $100,000 in taxable income legally. For the benefit of our audience, he's happy to share an Excel sheet that will help you determine home expense deductions. The Excel sheet will be live at podcastofdentistry.com slash home deduction. Obviously, he goes through few of our Team Ferris inspired questions also. This is one of the basic episodes how a dental CPA can also be a dental advisor. I learned the basics of dental taxes and it opened my eyes how much we all don't know about taxes. I hope you get to learn and implement. So without further ado, Mr. Bilal Mahana. How's it going? Good. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for coming in today. Sure. About myself, uh, I'm obviously a CPA. Mm-hmm. Uh, we focus mainly on dental. Yeah. Uh, uh, we've been doing it for, for a little while now. Uh, I start out uh, doing dental because of my wife. Okay. The dentist. Okay. So she graduated in 2014 dental school. Okay. Uh, in in, in uh, Michigan, Detroit Mercy. Yeah. Uh, and uh, ever since then, uh, I got interested in a dental field. Got it. Uh, uh, just to, I start, you know, you know, her friends, her people, and stuff like that. But you know, uh, I always wanted for her to open her own practice. Okay. That was my main, uh, mm. you know, goal because I knew being a business owner is always better for you than an employee. Mm. Mm-hmm. And the same thing for me when I, I started, uh, when I went to corporate accounting and worked at uh, CPA firms, uh, my goal was just to, you know, work at different size firms and see how things are and uh, eventually go on my own. And that was my whole goal. And uh, obviously I had a you know, plan and uh, it happened. So for her, I always want her to open her own practice. Uh, and uh, so ever since she graduated, I start, you know, reading books about in the dental industry, uh, marketing books, practice management books, and stuff like that. I just get the things, get my feet wet in the water with dental. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> and so I, I started uh, joining Dental Town social groups and, and yeah. Facebook groups and stuff like that. So just, you know, see what's going on, you know. Sure, sure. And uh, that was, you know, I was, I was being, I was, I was an employee uh, at a, a mid-sized CPA firm at that time. So, so I, I got really interested in, in dental um, when I we started looking for a practice to buy. Me and my wife. Ah, okay, okay. So, so basically, your whole interest of dentistry is because of your wife, who's a who's yeah. a dentist, and you kind of knew that ownership will make it more fruitful you know for anybody and overall, that's yeah. yeah overall and that's when you started looking into dental offices and you realized you have you can actually give some value to to uh, other dentists is that yeah how, so how we, we start looking for dental practices obviously i start seeing more financial statements and more tax returns yeah and i start seeing a lot of holes in those financial statements mm. a lot of uh, unorganizations uh, a lot of uh, overpaid taxes mm. 
and uh, no you know personal attention you know you know there's no you know connection between a cpa and the dental practice hmm. uh, the cpa the dental practice owner doesn't know what's going on why he's paying that much taxes or why his overheads that high or all those things hmm. and we ask those questions he, he doesn't know or she doesn't know uh, so obviously we ended up not buying a practice we ended up building doing a startup uh so and did then, your wife did your wife do a startup yes so we, okay. we, 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 we looked for a practice for a couple of years we couldn't find anything decent uh then we ended up uh doing a startup now <clears throat> where is the um, where is her uh practice what in the farmington hills michigan okay in michigan itself all right yeah so um yeah i mean i can go in different directions but you know sure. i think the most important um not most important but one of the interesting things that i wanted to learn from you was about bliss okay uh, <laughs> uh, i yeah. know uh <clears throat> it's a different aspect of uh, sure. you know being a dental cpa you know uh-huh. um working with a wholesale market i think that was your family why don't you you know before we get into the dental cpa sure. part i think uh-huh. people would relate uh you know an entrepreneur side of you uh yeah. how how that work because that's an interesting thing you know for sure. a potential cpa or an accountant mm-hmm. uh in that regard in mm-hmm. getting into bliss uh for those sure. who don't know why don't you expand a little bit i certainly know because i did a little research on you but uh-huh. please um talk that's about good. that yeah so so basically you know that's a little bit also different about me that i come from entrepreneurial background yeah uh, uh and not strictly accountants so most accountants are cpas i would say they uh went to school got account degree went to a cpa firm and you know got their cpas experience all this stuff and eventually years down the road they opened their own cpa and that's yeah. like a typical story yeah for me actually uh, accounting degree was just a, a backup plan oh really a backup yeah. plan <laughs> I I I always always wanted to. Uh, it took me a while to become an account uh, degree because I I switched different majors. Yeah. Uh, but eventually, I ended up accounting degree because uh, it's a business degree that I can feel that I can work anywhere I want with it. Hmm. But my main plan was making building a business, uh, hmm. e-commerce business was mainly, and uh, you know. I was working with my family, a family business in the wholesale, and they supplied C-stores, like gas stations and, and party stores and vape shops and all that. Hmm. With, you know, all kind of stuff for the, for the, for the store. So it so, was, it was uh, so your family had a, a wholesale grocery store? Yeah, like a yeah. wholesale store for, for gas stations mainly. Oh, okay, for gas so stations. Anything, you, you go, candy, pop, cigarettes, tobacco, all the stuff. Got and, it. Yes. So, uh, when I graduated school, hmm. account degree, I did a, I didn't want to apply for a CPA firm, okay. uh, get a job at a big four, all those things. I went and opened my own e-cigarette business. E-cigarette. So business. at that time, it was about I think eight years ago. Yeah. Uh, e-cigarettes was up and coming. Mm. Uh, uh, it wasn't as big as now, but it was, you know, you can see the, the, the trend, uh, running. And so I, I opened my own, uh, e-liquid manufacturing company. In so Michigan. Uh, well, my question is, 
what attracted you towards e-cigarettes? Was it because you were uh, culturally and religiously d- used to use something like that in your own culture? No, Nothing no. like that? So what <clears throat> made no, I, you... I wasn't a smoker. Or, I mean, I just... Uh, mm-hmm. It was something new. Okay. It was something exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very trendy. It was... Uh, it was uh, Basically, getting people off smoking cigarettes to something new—a cigarette with the, which is uh, was just a business opportunity. Right. Uh, okay. Got no, it. No, no, nothing else. Uh, yeah. But uh, obviously, at that time, it was it was getting popular, and we scaled that business to a certain level. We almost did a million dollars the first year in sales. Wow. Uh, and then the second year, uh, the market crashed, and then everything changed. Mm. Uh, so I, I think I, I worked in the I was in the business for three years. Um, <clears throat> eventually sold it. Okay. Um, and then uh, went to corporate accounting. Okay, so I I'm just still curious. Uh, what was your thought process at that stage to uh, to think that it was going to be a success or possibly a successful venture? But the market is big, right? So uh, there's, you know, there's a lot of smokers in the United States. There's mm. a lot of smokers in the, in the whole world, right? Mm, mm, mm. Uh, so the market is there. People, there, there's a there's a demand, right? Uh, and the market is there. So you, so that's one. Two, the margins at that time was a little high. Mm. So that was 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 a good thing. And uh, the profit is there, margins there. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are new. We are the, one of the first people in the market. Okay. Uh, so it was, it was, the the risk was high, but also you know opportunity and success was also high. Okay. Um, at the same time, you know, using the we had obviously you know the family business that had enough clientele to mm-hmm. target those clients, the customers that. Oh yeah. Have okay. Gas stations, all the stuff. So it was like that. Okay. Um, so that was the thought process that you know we had the the experience, we have the market, and we have the clients that we can reach okay. faster mm-hmm. uh, and, and get that company growing fast as as possible. So, well, where do you think things went down south? What happened? What was not under your control that it did not? Go I think uh, the market shifted. Uh, it's still shifting till now. It's been out for I mean, the market has been more than ten years old, and, and shifts it shifts every day. It pivots every day. Um, it's it's a it's a it's a different beast of market where every year there's a it's a new trend within the market and new product coming out. So there's always reinvestment, reinvestment, reinvestment. Okay. That I saw in the beginning that when we started, it was you know one product. Different sizes, blah blah blah. But the second year, everything changed. The third year, uh, everything completely changed. So, but the first three years, it completely changed overall. You know, the mm. market, the, the demand that people want different product, totally different product. So everything was changing very very fast, and mm. it was hard to keep up, especially with not enough capital. Right. Um, and uh, so I saw it from the beginning, and I, I didn't want, I didn't want to be part of it. Mm. Uh, uh, so that was the that was the whole thought process. So basically, we could not innovate uh, as quickly as the market demanded because it was such a change. Yeah, it was, it was it was a fast pace, you know. It was and, a much fast uh, pace. Yeah, and because it's it's just 
it's not uh, it's not long term that you can succeed in it, and because it's mm-hmm. fast change. So you you invest uh, in R and D in the beginning, you put enough money down. Well, yeah, the R and D might not might not last for a year. It, uh, everything okay. changes again, so you have to reinvest in mm-hmm. new resources and development, you know, and, and new product or or new ways of product. It's it's it was it was a I, I I was expecting that kind of I was expecting changes through the yeah. market, mm-hmm. but not that fast. You know, Got every it. six months, Got every it. every year, there's a different change. Got it. And then, what uh, what was the last thing that you did? This you know felt that okay, now this is the time I'm done. And you know, I what what made you say to you know uh, to stop working on bliss? What was the last? I was expecting a baby. We were expecting a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So circumstances so, in the life. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Before, I mean, I, I always want. I always did side hustles and started my own businesses and online businesses. I did. And I was, you know, when I was like eighteen, nineteen years old, I was doing online. So that, back in two thousand two, two thousand three. Yeah. So way, way back, I was, I was, was part of the new trends and, and new things. Hmm. So I always did side hustle and did the different businesses. Yeah. Uh, when I was when I was younger. Yeah. But uh, I, I always jumped in and do, took risks and uh, some I learned from those risks. I think. Yeah, they, sure. They all, you yeah. know, I think you learn or, or succeed. So, but uh, you know, when we when my wife got pregnant. Yeah. Uh, that was her fourth year in, in dental school, so she was about to graduate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and I was uh, so I was that was my third year doing a bliss. Yeah. And uh, so it wasn't at the, at the the third year it wasn't it was like you know not doing so well, so it wasn't bringing enough income for me to you know support my family. Got it. Yeah, especially with the new kid coming up, with the pregnancy, all these things, you know. And how, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so that's when I, I uh, applied for a CPA firm. Yeah. Uh, called Cohen and Company. Yes. So and uh, I started working with them, hmm. and, I, and I had a three-year plan, you know, working at a firm for three years, and go on my own. Great. Thank you. Uh, no, it's a it's a huge deal to share, uh, you know, your success stories, but it's a much bigger deal to share your failures and you know learn from that. So thank you, thank you for opening up. Yeah, sure. Uh, you know that about bliss. Um, I'm sure we all learn from our mistakes and you know uh, oh, move yes. to the next move to the next stage in life. Um, uh, thank you. Thanks again. So, now coming to the ownership and being an associateship uh, for the dentist. Uh, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, did your wife work at all as an associate with somebody? Yeah, uh, she worked for she worked for uh, like three four years. Okay, so <clears throat> I'm sure you know the difference. Then you've seen both the aspects of the life. You know, being an associate now, yeah. she's the owner, uh, and you were involved at both the places. Where do you think uh, associates can take advantages of a CPA, uh, your their own CPA like you, um, who? And and so that they have to pay because they have to pay for their student loans. They have to pay for mm-hmm. you know um, they're not even worth thinking about retirements when they're graduating. But yeah. at least you know if you have somebody like you <clears throat> um, who can guide them at the right pace. What things do you think a dental CPA um, can do for an associate 
not an owner how can they take mm-hmm. advantage of having their own dental dental cpa well uh two things if the, if that cp if the associate is looking to buy looking to go on their own mm-hmm. you know in the next couple of years okay then it's a good time to look for a cpa okay uh, they can uh, guide them you know through the process because if they have a two year plan to go on their own you know that means they're in, they're in that mode they're in that mindset where they want to be on their own right? right right and that and that practice can come up anytime right i think that practice if someone wants to buy something they should not wait until like they're 100% ready to buy something because at that time you might not find what you want so when you have a two year plan to buy something start from looking for something at this moment okay Because okay. by the time you find something, it's going to take you time, you know. And if you find the right practice, but you're not 100% ready, we well, can apply for that practice as an associate or build a relationship with that doctor or whatever. Do like, because it's it's very rare to find a practice that is good practice. It's, it's very hard. It's not, it's not easy. Hmm. A lot of, lot of, lot of uh, uh, dentists, you know, especially my, my wife, when I went through with her practice to find a practice and then, her friends and some of my clients that would to want to look for a practice it took them at least you know some of them didn't have a CPA mm-hmm. so they thought differently of what they what they wanted in a practice and it took them like three four years to find a practice mm-hmm. um, and some of them that had a CPA that understood the business acumen of a, of a practice their business understood the business of a practice not necessarily mm-hmm. numbers you know and all those things but the understood when he sees a pnl or she sees a pnl hmm. she she will they will know okay this is a good practice based on the numbers is given now is that the, the bottom line how much profit they make it but there's opportunities you, you look for opportunities within the practice that is being missed so if an associate is for a practice that's a good sign another sign is if the associate is being paid as a contractor hmm. That would be a, another way to look for a, a CPA, <clears throat> but I think if uh, it would be wiser to look for another a dental CPA that can get the maximum deductions that the dentist would want, and and can get creative on on the Now, deduction side. Right. So basically, if an associate, there are two advantages. If an associate wants to buy a dental uh, office in the future, they should look into a dental CPA. Two years in advance, maybe three years in advance, if possible, so that they can potentially look into numerous practices within those yeah. two to three years to see whether it is financially viable that practice or not, whether you can expand or not, mm-hmm. whether you can make profit out yeah. of it or not. So that's one. Number two, if the same associate is working as a 1099 as just an independent contractor, you can increase the tax deductions for many places at many other places uh what yeah. about what about an associate working as an employee are there any advantages for you know hiring a dental cpa no not because, much uh, right like we go back to yeah we go back to employee when, when you're an employee you're limited everything is limited yeah everything is limited and all the advantages goes to the employer right Even the tax code, the tax code is more friendly to the employer. The tax yeah. code is more friendly to the investor. It's mm. more friendly to the the person who is making the economy better. Got it. Now, for example, if the same employee 
wants to buy a dental office, you know, as uh, as a business, another business. Yeah. So he becomes an employer for somebody else, uh, even though he's working as an associate uh, in one of the offices. But he wants to buy a second. He wants to buy an office. Uh, yeah. Do you think he can take advantages as an employer at the other place? And how can he take advantage of the system in in that regard in his favor? Well, yeah. I mean, basically, once you become a business owner, it doesn't matter you're already working part time for another practice. Okay. You, you, there's a lot of things that obviously <clears throat> you get the deductions that a business owner would get. So you know, as far as auto expense or C courses or travel or uh, all those things, you know, you know the okay. the typical the business owner, business owner would get. The typical employer-based advantages also yeah. come back to him. Okay. Yes. Uh, so do they do they have to file two kind of taxes, like one for as an employer and one as uh, employee in the other office? Well, it depends on how they set up as a, as an entity structure. If they set up as a single member LLC or a partnership or S corporation or C corporation. What is the uh, most common? What is the main, most common way of doing that? Uh, S corporation. S corporation. Best way. Uh, okay. It depends if they start if they starting out, hmm. and and they have. It depends. If they start out, it depends if they can stay as an LLC. <clears throat> mm-hmm. If they have a lot, if they have a lot of losses the first couple of years. Yeah, it's fine. But uh, if they are an S corporation, you know, if they make, if they, if they established, if they buy an established practice, mm-hmm. you know, S corporation would be the way to go. So for established offices, an S corp is better. And mm-hmm. uh, if it's a semi startup or a startup, uh, LLC is better. It depends. Uh, it's not a clear answer. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So now, what makes a CPA a dental CPA? Are there any different tax laws for dentists? Yeah. No, no. I think a dental CPA basically goes way beyond the regular CPA. Uh, how? How? Well, first, the, the, the charge of accounts. The, 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 the way the PNL is set up, we, we set up differently. You know, we look at a direct expense, the way I look at them, at least differently than if, if you give it to a regular CPA. Hmm. Um, you know, your overhead is looked at differently. Uh, your take-home expense, you know, are all divided in different, different, different buckets, right? So that by itself, when when a, when, a, when a dentist sees that, it's more clear, more organized, more easy to understand. Hmm. You know, now now you're not in the dark anymore. You know your your weaknesses and and where your expenses are. You you we discuss them on a, on a monthly basis to see how you improve on those weaknesses. Okay. You know, and we set goals for the practice. Now, so, what do you mean by setting up goals for the office? So, first of all, I'm still not sure about understanding uh, how the. You know, the reports that you might generate for a dentist, as you say, is entirely mm-hmm. different than any other. That's why you're a dental CPA. So what, Yeah. Uh, are you talking about the P&L reports, profit and loss reports? Is profit that and loss report. Yeah. yeah profit. Is there any other reports that you like to use uh, for the dentist to determine what they want to do next? Or how yeah, so we, we usually generate a report that's about 15-page report. Okay. Uh, basically, it summarizes the P&L 
profit and loss statement, mm-hmm. and it gives them, uh, you know, pain points. You know, what's their, uh, you know, you know, overhead on on, on certain things like staff, lab mm-hmm. supplies, uh, advertisement, where they're spending the money on. Yeah. Uh, the cash flow process, how much cash flow they have, how much they can last that cash flow in the bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, AR, how long is that, you know, being collected, how long it's staying, and what's the effect on that to lower, higher it, all those things. So we, 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 we draw those things in the report. Basically, it shows them, you know, in, in, in depth about what's going on in the practice. Okay. Okay. Um, so if I, if I say that, you know, if I want to, if I could send you one report generated by one of our CPAs, just I'm hypothetically sure. saying, what report would you need to find the financial opportunity in the office? Um, what would be your overall process to find such an op- opportunity in the office? If you buy a practice? So think in this way. I'd, so let's, let's imagine I'm the owner and I, have all, I already have a CPA. Okay. Sure. Uh, apparently, he's doing a good job because I don't know much about the taxes. Uh, but I want to hire you. So my thought mm-hmm. is, hey, I can send you a report that you want, but uh, yeah. Bilal. So you tell me, I'm willing to send you one report. What report would you like to see? My CPA is actually doing a good job. So I would look at uh, previous year tax return and then financial statement. Previous year, okay. Okay, and the financial so, statement. So, financial statement to see how things are, are being placed, you know, uh, how the setup of the financial statements is look like. Mm-hmm. And I look at the tax return and see what's been missing, you know, as far as deductions go. And more importantly, more important than anything else, you know, when a dentist is looking for a dental CPA, in my mind, they're looking for an advisor. Right. Right. They're looking for an advisor to understand their, their, their business understands, uh, you know, their struggle, understands how to grow the practice. Not necessarily them helping them like, to grow the practice per se, but more, okay, well, uh, like for example, I uh, uh, had a recent client come on and, uh, and she, she never did any advertisements before, right? Um, and she, I mean, she wants to hit a million dollars and, and sell the practice eventually down the line. Okay. So, uh, so basically, you know, just me being in, in connection with, you know, dental marketers, you know, and knowing, for example, from previous dental practices, okay, well, this guy is good at one thing. This guy is good at Google. This guy is good at Facebook. This guy is good at doing postcards, yeah. all those things. So we say, okay, you want you want to get your practice to a million dollars. You currently don't do no advertisements. You know, here's here's this guy, this guy, this guy can help you get where you want to get. Got it. You know, with a plan. So it's because it's because of your uh, connections with the marketing company where you know yeah. uh, where you know. So if one particular office needs uh, postcards, the other office needs a Facebook marketing age, uh, ads. You can actually guide them in the right direction. Sure. You know, hey, th- follow this guy because he's going to get you those extra patients that you're looking for. Exactly. Uh, and that's an added, added advantage of hiring me, I mean, hiring yeah. you yeah. As, as a CPA. Yeah. Okay. And then another, another thing also we look at, for example, like a lot of older dentists uh, take Delta Dental, yeah. the Premier, the, mm. the original one. Yeah. And they all, oh, I don't want to take any other, other insurance. They all 
you know, and they don't pay, blah, blah, blah. So, like, I, did you have, when's the last time you hired a, a, a insurance ne- negotiation firm on your behalf to see what's out there, what insurances pay higher than Delta Dental, all okay. those things. You know? mm-hmm. So, those questions we, we, we bring up, you know, how are you doing with your practice? Who's your insurances? Uh, what's your fees? So, those things we kind of, because we set a goal for, uh, for collection per year, how can we improve that goal? How can we get it to where we go? My job, I think, the way I, I like to run my, my job is to basically see the weaknesses and try to connect that weaknesses with strength from the outside. Mm. So a practice management uh, consultant or a dental marketer or, or insurance negotiator that can set the fees for them. So yeah. those things, I see, I see weaknesses. Okay, here's a strength. Here's a, here's a good dental marketer that can get you emergency patients right. through Google. Here mm-hmm. is a, a company that can negotiate fees and get you the highest possible fees for your insurances that would pre- be, probably be higher than Delta Dental insurances. Right. Uh, here is a uh, practice management consultant can help you uh, pay, run a better you know, staff, more efficient staff in your practice. So, so I see those things, you know, and, and I recognize that there's weaknesses and I try to find somebody that can help them. Right. I got it. <clears throat> so why don't uh, you know just to give give a little more example and perspective uh, mm-hmm. to what you can potentially achieve? Could you give us example from your few years uh, of working as a dental CPA? Uh, you know the range or the spectrum of results that you achieved. You don't have to name name the offices, but mm-hmm. you know uh, the best possible result that you achieved. Uh, bringing one dental office from wherever, from the baseline to where you got them uh, after they were attached with you for such a long time. Can you give us a few examples? I mean, yeah, of course. Uh, So basically, like we we had a client on a couple years ago uh, that was spending about uh, over $100,000 on marketing. $100,000, okay. Yeah, over $100,000. Was it on one office or the multiple offices? Yeah, one office, one office. One office, hundred thousand yeah. for marketing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, basically, we we set a goal for uh, this practice to be at uh, two point five million dollars. And mm-hmm. at that time, it was on, it was on two million dollars. Okay. Okay. And just by going back, so uh, the doctor at that time didn't believe that we can hit that goal because it was such a, such a big difference. Sure. Uh, so. We went back a couple of years and we saw like four years ago, he hit, I think, almost 2.4, 2.35, 2. 2.4. Okay, okay. So basically boosted confidence at the, the point. Second, we looked at, you know, marketing. How much he's spending on marketing? 100,000, you know. Uh, what kind of marketing he was doing? with Postcards, okay. Uh, we compared it year to year. So we went... The, the year we saw it, the hundred thousand. The previous year we spent hundred. I think he spent less than a hundred thousand. Yeah, like uh, like sixty seven thousand, and he did the same amount collection. So nothing improved. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So obviously it was not working. Right. So we changed. We 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 kind of uh, went away from poster a little bit. We we mixed it up with digital. We hired a couple of firms that helped out with that. Uh, we set up a. Uh, a bonus plan mm. for the staff, mm-hmm. uh, but based on 
overall overall practice, not just you know certain uh, goals. So yeah. uh, we we set up a couple of things. We set up goals. You know, we wanted to let's say for example improve uh, Google reviews. You know, right, right, right. That's one goal. We wanted to blah blah. We set goal, and then we set goal for the whole practice. If we had two point five, they get a bonus and stuff like that. Right. Um, that's one. And second, what they will achieve, what they so you change certain marketing, certain things in the uh, office by giving them bonuses, reduce down. Did I understand correctly? Do you reduce down the advertising on postcards, but actually implemented that money towards Facebook well, overall, or Google. Overall, we lowered marketing. Ah, expense. yeah, yeah. Um, so and then, uh, so was it that hundred thousand average they were spending on? Uh, yeah, uh, advertising. Okay, so you reduced yeah. down. Re- you reduced down, and what happened after one year after they hired you and after you did all the changes? Well, one, one we a plus, so we did that, and then he paid less taxes. Okay, the first year he hired me, mm-hmm. uh, about fifty thousand dollars less. Okay, that's good. And then uh, we hit the we almost hit the goal. I think it was like two point four million. Not bad. Two point five something uh, and change. Um, and then his marketing was down. So basically, his collections went up, and marketing went down. Expense went down. Right. Right. Okay. So that was one extreme example. Uh, any other examples that you might be able to uh, yeah. offer? Yeah, and, and just just to make things clear, I my position is just to shed light on on, on the weaknesses. So I see some you know darkness and put light on it and see, it, and then the doctor does the magic. I got it. You know, I think it's 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 a doctor who has the full power Certainly. to really, <laughs> you know, go yeah. from A to Z, A to Z in one year. And yeah. uh, if she or he doesn't believe in that, then you know, no way can do anything with it. And sure. plus, second, you know, sometimes the business owner has to be a, some kind of a risk taker, mm. a little bit. You know, yeah. it cannot be a business owner and be very close to the best. What is the what is your typical uh, client? You know, uh, an average client. I'm not talking with the, you know, the the one who is doing five million a year, but I'm just talking an average dental client. What you have, and how many clients do you think you have in your, in your firm? I mean, I think we, it's it's goes on from you know startup to established. Right. You know, doing about four million dollars a year practice, four million. Okay. single practice. So it's, it ranges. I have some clients that do their own accounting. Oh, really? Um, uh, and and not like all hundred percent, but they they are way, they they oversee it. They just oversee everything. They, they right. ask a lot of questions. And the more they oversee what's going on, the more they understand their financials. They more understand their overhead. The more they understand how to execute. Yeah. And the more they are successful at it. Got it. You know, and the ones that hide away from the financials that run away when they when they, when they see a PNL yeah. are the ones that struggle a little bit. Got it. Uh, everybody talks about uh, KPIs, key performance indicators. Mm-hmm. Um, what KPIs do you think uh, a new um, owner or you know even established owners should look into uh, as per your experience? I know they can hire you, but you know just yeah. to get a just to sure. get at least, you know, oh, oh, this could be a red flag. Let me talk to Bilal. Let me talk to, you know, my CPA. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Um, what are the key KPIs that you uh, would really like the owners or recent owners to have an eye on, to keep an eye on? So obviously, you know, uh, there is the, so in, in our reports, we provide the, you know, the staff overhead KPI. Okay. Uh, we look at supplies, we look at, you know, lab fees, those things we look uh, on a monthly basis. Okay. Right. And then we look at, uh, you know, different indicators of what the practice wants. So if the practice wants to hire another hygienist, look at those indicators and see, you know, we either we have a formula that adds up when to right, right time to hire a hygienist or mm-hmm. wants to hire an associate. That's another indicator that we develop, you know, for that practice. Right. Uh, if, so we, we said those things, so it depends on what the practice wants. Mm. We develop an indicator for them to follow and track, you know. Mm. We develop an indicator, for example, on uh, new patients mm. in the practice. Obviously, you might be getting 50 new patients a month, but do you know how many new patients are leaving the back door? Okay. So that's another, another ind- indicator that we How do you, okay. Go ahead, go uh, ahead. We, f- we figure out what, within the practice, and we, we make basically track it and see how much losses has been over, over the past few years when when, the, when when a dentist does not track that number. Mm, mm, okay. So payroll and staff is one. Any other uh, any other KPIs that they should be looking into, do you think? Yeah, so KPI, uh, staff and payroll, uh, lab and, and supplies, uh, new patient KPI. Got it. Uh, hygiene production comparison to total production. Okay. Uh, and just you know, those are top of my head. Uh, Got it. Yeah, yeah. But but it's all like you know depends on what the practice needs. But once the goals they set and then where they want to be. Got it. Now, uh, now comparing comparing your relatively smaller firm than the corporations like huge corporation yeah. like Kane Waters and you know uh-huh. there are so many of them. I'm sure you know them. For sure. Now, what do you think, you know, uh, a firm like yours uh, or Bilal, Muhana can bring to the table relative to all those corporate taxing companies? What do you think you uh, can do better than or uh, than those companies, than those bigger companies? Okay, so as far as, you know, I worked at well, the biggest firms in the world. And I learned from, I think, one of the best firms uh, overall. I worked at mid-sized firms. And I worked at big, big-sized firms like, okay. like Deloitte. Deloitte. And uh, end of the day, end of the day, it's the personal attention. Okay. okay. You know, uh, the more I know you, I know what you do, I know your habits. Right. The more I can help you. You know. Mm. The, the the tax code is big, huge. So there's so many different things that, uh, that are out there, and the big firms don't have the time to sit down with a with a with a business owner that has about two or three practices. Got it. You know, and they have more resources, no okay. doubt. Mm-hmm. But for them, it's not feasible. Right. Right. You know, don't have the time. It's not worth it. Mm, right, because mm. I I worked I was in that position. So I when I when we when I worked at Deloitte or uh, we 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 didn't want to bring on any firm that less than hundred million dollars a year. I understand. 
And when I worked at mid-sized firms, they, they didn't want to touch a, a company with less than $10 million in revenue. Right, right. So, you know, there's a big gap. So the mid-sized firms want to do $10 million above. Deloitte wants to do $100 million above. So let, let, so practices in general, dental practices, do about $1 million a year in revenue. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but if a practice wants the personal attention, it wants, you know, the same uh, creativity or the same tax knowledge a big firm like King Waters would have, then they want they would want to hire me or person like me because oh. they'll get the personal attention. They'll get to what they want. Mm. And if they grow bigger to five practices or more, yeah. you know, or 10 practices or 20 practices or 100 practices, I think once they become more than 10 practices in multiple states, then they can hire a firm maybe bigger. They, they, at that time when they want an audit, for example, from the banks, yeah, those large companies would require banks require audit for from large uh, practices. At that time, they can hire a bigger firm. But at that time, also they find that they, when they're that big, they might not need my my type of expertise. You know, that provides mm-hmm. for uh, maybe a smaller company. Right. <clears throat> so um, I reached out to my Facebook, um, you know, community, and uh, they were asking me one common question that keeps going back and forth mm-hmm. uh, between different people is, you know, what are some of the best ways a dental office owner could reduce down the tax liability? What are your thing? What are the best best ways for a dental mm-hmm. office owner, for like me, for example, or even like your wife? Uh, could reduce down the tax liability. Uh, that's a tough question because it's it's based on based on the practice. It's it's not a one cut, one size fits all. Some examples. Formula. Some some examples like uh, you could get deduction on this. You could get deduction on that. Maybe this. Maybe that. But obviously, it depends on. Uh, we are obviously keeping that as. But what are some common? common ways that they could reduce down the tax liabilities uh so a couple of things you know I, I i know i see on facebook too a lot of people say we don't take auto deduction for the practice you know auto expense and they're mm. scared of, of that from the irs you know having because they they go from the practice to the house house to the practice and don't they don't uh, go anywhere else so one thing i would say you know have a home office business expense okay home office expense home right. office expense and then then we'll eliminate that factor of you know you go on you commuting to the office every day now you can from home home office business to your office mm. to practice so now you, you can get the the full auto expense reduction okay mm-hmm. uh, another thing also is um, obviously you know uh if your spouse if your spouse doesn't work, yeah, you know you can hire her and give her a, a retirement account, four one k. So that way you you did the, you you get deductions for your wife as an employee, and then you can maximize her four one k. So win win for you and the practice and for your wife. Okay, so if she's not working, you can hire her still. Yeah, and... hire her to help you out. Obviously, every spouse helps out. Her husband yes, or okay, vice versa. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, that's one thing that you know. Sometimes they overlook it, you know, mm-hmm. and then they don't do. Uh, I say also, uh, 
high on your kids would be also a factor. Right. Uh, that can be beneficial in many different ways as far as, you know, deduction goes for your practice, uh, non-income, non-taxable income for the kids. And then you can put it on your retirement. You can put it in five for 29 accounts. So that's a, it's a triple threat, uh, deduction. Okay. Uh, hire your kid, hire your wife. Yeah. Uh, auto. Yeah. Okay. Auto. Home, home office expense, home office home. business expense can be a, also a big factor. Right. So all you have to do is just set up an office in your in your home. Right. Uh, can be a desk and computer, and that's it. You know, and make that your office. It doesn't have you, to be the. Do you have to spend? Have, but you have to spend some time in that office, don't you? Yes, of course you do. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, and you should, you know. Uh, I mean, now you should, but I know from my wife what she does. I mean, they're busy. All day, yeah. So it comes back to, home and write the notes and everything. Yeah. yeah. Got it. So you can go back home, write the notes, and she can come back home and uh, do some, you know, admin work on the computer. You know, you know, instead of instead of sitting at the office. So, you know, that mm. would help out. Yeah. So, but it's a big beneficial to the practice. Um, also, another thing also that you can do within the practice uh, that. Uh, it will maximize deduction uh, is supplies. So end of the year, when you, if you are on a cash basis kind of business, if you are, uh, uh, if you can buy supplies for three months at a time or six months at a time, mm. you get the maximum deduction for that year. Okay. You have to pay tax on that amount of supplies. You get the deductions. Yeah, uh, my question is: Let's say uh, our generic generic office is one million dollar, as you just uh-huh. mentioned. Uh, with all those little deductions that you just mentioned, auto uh, hiring spouse, and mm. you know, so on. How much impact do you think it's gonna do to the bottom line uh, by doing all those things and all the time spent with you, you know, uh, to get this done? So. How much of the reduction of taxes can we expect in terms of somebody who's making million dollars, and you they do yeah, everything so uh, you just mentioned? How much uh-huh. is that worth in terms of the taxes deduction? Like one thousand, five thousand, hundred thousand, ten thousand? Yeah, in sheer I mean, numbers, it, it can be uh, in total about hundred thousand dollars, about hundred thousand dollars in in less taxable income. Okay, so hundred thousand dollars less taxable income. So, if you're if a million dollar is being done and your taxable income is one million, and that's no, it's nine hundred thousand. The no, taxes. So if your if if your collection is a million, right? Right. Or if we make it and make it a million. Okay, um, I'm doing, saying collections. Let's say I'm doing a collection of million dollars in the how office. About how much? You, how much? You let's say you, your collection is a million dollars and you're bringing it in for four hundred thousand. You mean as a profit? Uh, as a profit. You mean as, as a profit, okay. Yeah. So, for, so those for, combined can get you about 100000 and less taxable income. Okay, so... Yeah, if so you your add taxable... wife, 20000 and then mm. you add uh, the house can be, you know, few thousand dollars. The mm. car can be a few thousand dollars. Uh, the supplies can be about, you know, depends how big your office is, about sure. $40,000 if you want to get aggressive. Mm. 
combines about almost you know sixty to hundred thousand dollars depends you know on the numbers and then add your kids if you have your kids it's yeah. another ten 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 grand right per child so it adds up it adds up so a hundred grand I'd say let's say for example for simplicity a hundred thousand dollars that can save you in taxes you know big time got it. So just because we are bringing in 400,000 with all the deductions you're saying they could be as high as 100,000 so your actual deduction would be based on 300,000. Yeah. Sorry, actual taxes would be based on 300,000. Am I yeah. right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. I think that's And a- then obviously there's the uh retirement accounts, right? So there's the retirement 401k for the owner, there's the profit sharing other practice and then there's the uh, cash balance plan okay sometimes called called defined defined plan um that combined for the practice you can put away you know an average uh, give or take based on income based on uh, all the other dentists you can put away about $100,000 a year uh okay hmm. so if you add that 100,000 if you add another 100,000 it's $200,000 now you slashed your taxable income by 50% i got it Yeah, that makes sense. That's a that's a big chunk. That's a really it's big, a big chunk. chunk. It is a big chunk. Um and now uh do you prefer any specific softwares to uh get you all the numbers like QuickBooks, FreshBooks or something like that? What do you prefer? Yeah, so we use we use QuickBooks online and we use Zero. Oh, Zero. Yeah, I've heard about Zero too. Use both. Yeah, yeah. Now, um yeah. uh when you're doing a bookkeeping, what are your requirements to do a bookkeeping? For example, would you want them to give you access to your quickbook accounts or do you want us to upload whatever pln pnl we receive from one cpa to you to do what um i think to do the taxes to do the bookkeeping what are your yeah, well, what would yeah. you like yeah so uh, you know if we are doing taxes only we we, we, we want to know who's doing the bookkeeping on a monthly okay. basis on who's doing right. accounting mm. um, if you are doing both you know we, we usually put the client on QuickBooks online or to zero whichever yeah. uh, doesn't matter when if yeah. they already have QuickBooks online or zero doesn't matter did you like both of them or do you like one more or the other I like both I like yeah. uh, I like both um, I like I would say maybe QuickBooks online a little bit more but okay. they're both yeah. good uh both good i like them both uh and yeah uh, as far as the so we try to connect all the accounts the credit cards the bank accounts all into the software right to get the live feeds uh, and then obviously we ask for statements uh or, or or if they can give us a read only statement a view to their account you can sign in and get their view statements uh and then and in the month we try to some practices prefer to do a full basis mm. for their accounting so that way we get their uh, production that production and then so there's a production and then the, the actual deposit into the account yeah and then there's that difference right so that's a account receivable and mm. a lot of practices some practices would want to see the account receivable on their financial statement yeah and see the true net production as instead of collection uh to maybe get their account receivable uh, uh track it better okay um 
Now, if if you're doing everything, for example, bookkeeping, taxes for the whole dental office, mm-hmm. do you how uh, by the end of the month would you generate um, you know uh, some reports and everything? How yes. much time? Mm-hmm. How much time would you take for somebody to receive all the reports of the month? Uh, so we throughout the month we we you know, classify those expenses, uh, and the ones we don't know, we send them an email under the under the month saying you know uh, ask them about those transactions what they are. Uh, but most likely we we try to figure out okay say if you're buying from a dental lab, what we'll knows is a lab expense or supply expense or stuff like that. But if you're buying from let's say certain Expenses that we don't know if it's a personal or business, we try to yeah. ask questions. What that, what's that for? Yeah. So with the first week, you, 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 the first following month of the, you receive an email from us, and then about the, those transactions, you reply to us with an, with the, with the cl- clarification. We put them back in, in the software, and then usually mid month, the following month, you receive a report, uh, and then we send you an invite to to go over the report. So we send okay. an invite. We so do the report. To talk is about that it. what you're saying? That every month you would, you know, talk to your client. Uh, yeah. Hey, this is what your report looks like. This is the result of the report, and exactly. this is where you should be focusing on for the next month because this is what's lacking. Am I right exactly. to understand? Yeah. Okay. So we okay. compare, like you know, January of this month, uh, last month to last year's January, and see what is the difference. Okay. You know. What what happened up or down, sideways? We look at expenses. We look at what what happened there, you know. And yeah. and in the meantime, we are setting goals. So we so we do the month to month comparison, and when then every three months we look at you know how how is our goal, our, okay, which, which way is it going, or is it are we reaching are we are we are we on the path to reach those goals or not? What are we so, doing to reach those goals? So uh, if somebody wants to hire you, for example, I can send you my P and L. Uh-huh. Right, and then you can actually compare. Uh, you know, Doctor Pranks, this is what's happening in your, uh, and this is these are your weaknesses, and you can read that PNL report. Uh, yeah, uh, and then uh, give us the direction at least uh, exactly. to figure. Okay, got it, got it. Uh, one of the uh, audience wanted to ask a little in more detail about uh, the home office deductions. Could mm-hmm. you elaborate a little bit about uh, home office deductions? Um, have a home office, have a desk and computer, and work from work. Do some admin work from the office. That's it. That's it. It's not. Oh. It's not difficult. You just okay. uh, have a, a basically in your office in your home. Set a perimeter. This is my home office. Draw a line and make uh, you know, put a desk, a computer. You know, this is mm. what you do. We do a lot of the work for for the business. Right. 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 You know. Uh, I have an Excel sheet. I'm trying to pull up here. Okay. Basically, I have an Excel sheet that I can send it to you. You can send it to your audience. Sure. Uh, so basically, this Excel sheet, uh, 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 you put in how many square footage your office is. You put in how many square footage your home, the the whole home is. Okay. And then uh, it calculates. For example, let's say uh, so you put in the size of the office, the size of the house. Right, and you put in the expenses you buy, you spend on the house, like mortgage interest expense, real estate expense, home insurance, uh, utilities, all those things. You put them all in, yeah, and it'll calculate for you hmm. your home office expense for the year. Nice, interesting. 
So it yeah. gives you uh, exactly how much uh, it will be beneficial to you if you put in, let's say, uh, my office is 500 square feet, or my house is 300 square feet, or 200 square feet. You put yeah. in those numbers, and then boom, it gives you uh, what it would be. Another thing also nice, so uh, beyond the expenses, it gives you a depreciation expense. So you, hmm. can, you can depreciate your home office expense, home office. Okay. So if you have a 250 square foot office for the house, that's such a business expense. So you can oh. depreciate that land, that small piece of square footage as an expense for the office, for the, for the business. Yeah, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, great, great. Um, people do bookkeeping, people get the P&Ls, but they don't know how to read it. Uh, they don't know yes. how to actually implement that, what they read. You see? So It's, it's just, it's just uh, I mean, uh, like when I first started, I, I was looking at, at a tax return, and when I look at a, a, a tax return, I get lost. You know, and, <laughs> you know, for example, like right now, I look at it, I know... So my job is just to point at the things and you let your brain expand out and, and, and get creative and ideas flowing. Got it. So when you look at it's like a puzzle. Right, right, right. And now right. texture is a puzzle. So instead of, you know, trying to figure out, you know, connect the dots, yeah. I just, I, you don't have to do that. It's, here's, look at this, look at that, look at here, look at that. Don't okay. don't try to connect the dots. I'm 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 showing you those the dots, but and then don't don't do 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 the other work. And that simplicity of you know advice works, you know, by itself. I got it. So there's no magic here. All all we have to do is just just like having um, a a trainer. Right. Know? Like if you know how to train, mm -hmm. right? you know, a trainer might help you. Focus on certain muscles that in your body. Got it. That will That's a good example. Overall, uh, uh, success of what you want to get. Um, you know, the professional boxers, professional athletes, they all have, they all like athletes and superstars. But they, everyone has a coach. Mm. Mm. You know, like Jordan had a coach. <laughs> you know, the best ever had a coach. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Why? Because they see different things that a player doesn't see. Got it. And a dentist is that player, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And the financial advisor, or CPA or, or wealth manager, they see different things that the, the dentist doesn't see. So they kind of point out. Yeah. And end of the day, that player have to score, the player have to defend, the player have to win the game. Right, 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 right. Right? So it's the yeah. same, you know, uh, idea of, you know, why a dental CPA you know, my it, it's it's maybe a little bit better than a regular CPA. Now, um, okay, uh, I think we want to switch gears and ask you some simple questions. I call them as Tim Ferriss inspired questions, mm -hmm. um, uh, and uh, you can take uh, as much time as you want. Or they're more about your family, about not family, but they're more about your life in person, um, and so. Do you have any morning ritual, uh, like getting up Me? in the morning? Yeah. Do you have any morning rituals that exercising or meditation or something on those lines? I try to. <laughs> <laughs> I do get up in the morning. I do. Get up, I, today I was up at 
maybe five, five in the morning. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, so I do get up early. Usually I get up at six thirty, six. Depends. Uh, I think just uh, my my me time. Yeah, I like. I it. have two kids now, so. <laughs> oh, you I got two up, kids? Yeah. I have my own coffee. You know, just sit down and uh, for a little bit, like half hour, yeah, forty five minutes, and yeah. No. Okay. That's. Yeah, yeah, I try. I, I mean, it's, it's. There's a, you know, meditation and all those things. I, it's, it's. It helps. It helps, but you have to be consistent at it. That's true. And that's something that you know, I always have back in my mind to work on and try to do those things. Meditate and focus. I think focus is is good. Um, just to train your brain to to do better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a muscle. And then it's a yeah, muscle. it's a muscle. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, now, what do people never ask you that you wish they did? Hmm. Hmm. Never asked me the wish they did. Never asked me the wish they did. Uh, I don't know. Uh, that's a good question. I think. Uh, uh, I think not asking. You know, sometimes people don't ask. You know, they didn't get scared of asking. Uh, oh, okay. So, the yeah, I think asking is it's always a good thing. Okay. Anything. Hmm. All right. So, I understand. All right. Um, when you think of a person being successful, who are the two people that come into your mind? Successful. Uh, I like Elon Musk. Okay. Um, successful, I would say uh, him. Him would be one of the sure. Just he's just crazy what he has done so far. I mean, he's yeah. the only he's the only one probably in history that actually accomplished to build a auto industry yeah. uh, by himself. I mean, the Tesla was uh, the only company that succeeded were like you know three mm. in America. Sure. Uh, and he came along and did it, and overnight became the most expensive in the car uh, in, in the country sure. company. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he's one of the guys that just, his work ethic is crazy. Okay. Uh, he works. Imagine if he, he sold. He, he made PayPal, sold it for billions of dollars. He became a billionaire at a young yeah. age, and then. Uh, and, and didn't stop. Like he, sure. Then he, he got his uh, Tesla, he went guys SpaceX, yeah. and just put all the money in and became broke. And then, yeah, that, that <laughs> kind of, that it's, it's, nobody's like him. Yeah, okay. Um, um, all right, before we wrap up, did you have any, any parting comments for our audience? Anything do you want to say to them? Uh, I think like, uh, also for the uh, for the home office expense, I'll, um, I'll send you the Excel sheet. Okay. Yeah. So f- for them to calculate the, if they have a home office, sure. What would be the and they, they can play with the numbers, so it gives them a, it's like a game, it gives them a opportunity to play with the numbers and see what's the maximum they can get. Yeah. And uh, the nice thing about it is that it's all 
organized and they can uh, send it to the CPA. Yeah. You know, without any questions from them because it's evidence there. Got it. Got it. Thank you. Uh, sure. Where can where can uh, people find you? Um, where can people find you and get connected to you? So uh, Facebook is one. Yeah. I'm um, always on Facebook. Second would be an email. Uh, hello at dentalintelcpa.com. All right. For those, you know, he's not related to dentalintel.com. Yeah, not, not We had to. <laughs> yeah. so, my, so my company is called Mihan Advisors, PLC. Yeah, um, the website uh, is created for just to be simplicity. And, yes, uh, yes. Uh, yeah, so and, it's called uh, as dentalintelcpa.com. Yep, so exactly. don't get confused with dentalintelligence.com or dentalintel.com. No. This is a CPA firm. Exactly. And uh, good. Thank you. And third, if they yeah. want to call my office, uh, 734-666-5462. Great. Thank you. I'm sure uh, people would reach out to you uh at least they can they can send you your initial questions and uh, uh yeah. you can uh do the a consultation or spend some time with them uh yeah. and uh, uh maybe maybe uh some of the people who are into all the deductions and everything i i'm going to post those links uh mm-hmm. when i when your 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 podcast goes up i'm going to post the link in the notes section for somebody to download it um mm-hmm. and they should be able to see it all right sure for great sure. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take Bye. care. See you. Bye. Would you like to get a really small email a couple times a month to see what hashtag POD is up to? What are we reading? What are we listening to? What are we doing? What's stupid, funny, entertaining, and some weird stuff that we've gotten ourselves into? Then go to podcastsofdentistry.com slash extra. E-X-T-R-A. That's right podcastsofdentistry.com slash extra and you will get a really small email from us to give you that little extra kick and keep you busy exploring the world we travel. You can also find us on Facebook at podcastsofdentistry.com slash Facebook. Thank you for listening. Hashtag POD and I'll see you inside.